0: Welcome to the Vision Meditation Podcast. My name is Heather Picken, and today is November 11th, 2020. In a minute, I will bring on my special guest, but I want to share a quick update about the Vision Method Intensive. So I have been doing the Vision Method Intensive for some time, and one of the biggest breakthroughs is that it helps entrepreneurs to get out of their head so that they can show up more powerfully in their business you probably know what to do in your business but maybe you're procrastinating you're hesitating you're thinking that maybe you're not good enough even though you've had some success I find that high achievers they get in their own way and when they start procrastinating they lose focus and discipline. The vision method intensive shows you how to break through those patterns, stay focused so that you can step into that end result and asking yourself, what is it that I really want and why am I not there? The vision method intensive solves that issue. So if you're looking to learn more about the program and to see if you're a fit, head over to sessionwithheather.com and apply for a session. So we're going to get into today's session with my special guest. So let's begin. So today on the Vision Meditation Podcast, I have a very special guest and her name is Adi Shakti. Now, I hope I pronounced your name correctly. (laughs) You can correct me. Welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Heather. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. And if you could tell our listeners a little bit about your work and how you started.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I'm the founder of Work. Uh, which is an education platform that's designed to support people from the journey um, from deep spiritual inquiry to empowered entrepreneurship and social organization out in the world. Um, so we specialize in creating different experiential learning. Um, certifications, most specifically around the art and practice of yoga. So we offer 200 hour teacher trainings, 300 hour teacher trainings, uh, prenatal yoga teacher trainings, as well as um, trauma informed trainings. And so we really encourage people to take the space to work with the wounds of their own heart and really have a deep uh, spiritual experience themselves so that they have more clarity and how they can best guide others um, through this work
0: as well. Mm, I love that. And for people that are listening, wherever you're listening to this, there'll be a link so that you can learn more about Adi's work. And, you know, let's kind of stay on that subject for a while talking about wounds. I always find, you know, we never do this work unless we've experienced our own wounds. So what was one of your biggest wounds that you had to overcome?
1: Yeah, so I think that I know that growing up I had a hard time really developing meaningful relationships with other women. And the older that I've gotten, I've recognized kind of this outdated evolutionary defense mechanism that we have as women, because it used to be that you know we couldn't own land, we couldn't have a bank account, you know, we really depended on men and our likability, you know, to men um, to be able to function, to be safe, to have a family, um, to have our basic needs met. And so we've created in our minds um, this competitive um relationship with other women. You know, as we try and develop relationships with them, it seems that we're, you know, kind of judging them on their beauty or their intelligence or things that um, previously were threats, right, to our own livelihood. And so for me, I know that, you know, growing up and also having some experiences with sexual trauma and different things earlier in my life, but this wound around my relationship with my body and my relationship with other women um, has really been a, a foundation of my work now. Um, because it's really now creating safe spaces for women to come together and to look at their, you know, sexual wounds, um, wounds around grief, around separation, around self-worth, and to really have the space to ask these deeper questions so that we can organize and come together and support each other as we start to move into, you know, conscious entrepreneurship, um, sacred activism,
0: these, these kinds of things. I love that. I think I think your work is so important right now, especially with what is going on in the world. I mean, do you believe, and this is my opinion, that we are going through this spiritual awakening right now?
1: Absolutely. And I really see that we're asking ourselves now questions about, you know, what's next as a human race, how is it that we evolve? And I really believe that, you know, taking the time and space to look at um, these values, these feminine values, and this is for men as well, but, you know, we talk about them more as feminine values, but around healing, around nourishing, around collaboration, understanding the cycles of nature, cultivating a relationship with nature, having spirituality as a value in the home, um, you know. All of these things have kind of been looked at as woo-woo or you know, things that aren't super important and actually increasing the quality of our lives. But I really feel that now we're coming into this place of getting curious around you know social justice um, and this a, a new, higher, better way um of creating our lives and businesses so that ultimately we can usher in this this new era um, with the masculine qualities and the feminine qualities kind of working together to, to create a healthier environment for us all to to live and and where we can raise our children.
0: Mm. Yeah, beautifully stated. And I appreciate the fact that you said uh, the thing about woo-woo because I have always been, I've always identified myself as this spiritual being and that there is something bigger and greater beyond myself, the spiritual force. How do you want to identify? Everyone has their different language, but I feel like it's becoming more normalized now. Whereas before, when I would share my spiritual viewpoints, and I, I look at being spiritual and being religious, two different things, it, you know, in in my uh, perception. You know, everyone has different ways of how they look at it. But I feel now it's being more accepted, and almost like it, it should, it should be. Like you said, being in the the house, part of our our, our values, you know, something that is going to um, really help us to heal. So I want to ask you about being a conscious entrepreneur, and I really want to speak to especially the women out there right now, because I feel right now women have a really important role in this whole transformation healing and of course what they're doing in their in their business so one of the biggest issues and i'm curious what you find when women are growing their business is that they haven't healed their own wounds and Mm -hmm. so as a result it holds them back from growing their business and receiving abundance so i am curious with your experience and women you've worked with, what are some of the biggest blocks you have found really helping women, you know, taking them from kind of scarcity into abundance? Because a lot of times what happens is women will chase those shiny objects and they never get where they wanna be. In fact, they may quit or their business might be in reverse. So I'm just curious with your thoughts around that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I I feel that we're finding ourselves in this era of the empowered entrepreneur, this freedom lifestyle um, kind of perspective on entrepreneurship, and we're starting to value our freedom. Um, more than money. You know, when you speak to wealthy people, uh, it's it's money's not the block. It's the the wanting more time, you know. Um, so I think that it's it's interesting as we start to move into this new era of kind of recognizing what success is, you know, welcoming in more love, more intimacy into our lives, having more space um, for the time that to do the things that really, really nourish us. And so oftentimes, you know, I see that women, um, there's a block around money and seeing money as kind of this evil necessity, rather than this mindset of seeing money as a tool for supporting us and living the life that we want to live. But we can't create our lives and businesses around chasing money. You know, it's this, it's it's a mindset shift of, of switching to these questions of how can I be of service to the other, right? How can I bring a higher quality Um, of living Um, into my life and into my family. And what I see is when we start to shift this mindset of of being of service and actually making our businesses around um, how it is that we can inspire and uplift others and seeing our gifts as a way to make the world more beautiful, then the money naturally follows. I think that what can happen is people become so stressed about money, have so much anxiety around money, scarcity around money, they start to make all their decisions around, you know, that success indicator in their business And then ultimately they fail because it's not something that is always showing up. The money, you know, as an entrepreneur, it kind of fluctuates, it comes and it goes. And so it's important that within our businesses um, that we're rooted in our purpose and giving back and, and supporting others and making sure that what we're doing creatively actually lights us up um because that's what's going to keep us fueling and keep us moving through the challenging times even when money isn't necessarily there and like i mentioned in my business you know we were able to you know, we were multiple six figures, um, have been able to come to this place of success, but I really believe it's because our focus is not on that it's on, um, what can I offer to the other? And people feel that, you know, if you're just money hungry, there can be this, um, there's an off feeling. It makes it difficult to thrive and to build meaningful relationships with other people when that's the primary concern. So I really think it's this uh, mindset shift of really seeing how your life, Um, can be on fire and you can be doing, you know, your passion work. um, And then the money, you know, comes, comes with that, but just shifting from it being, you know, the primary focus or from having kind of this funky um, evil uh, mentality around, you know, what money is, I think can be a big block that I see for people.
0: Yes. Wow. So incredible and powerful. Everything that you said is something women absolutely need to hear that when you stop chasing money and you're of service, that's when you can receive abundance. So that being said, this brings us to the journal prompt of the uh, podcast. And so when I have guests on, I ask them, hey, what's the journal prompt you want to lead us into so that they can spend time having reflective awareness? So lead us into that.
1: Yeah. So I think that's something that's really helpful for us to consider, you know, tying all of this together. So looking at our wounds um, and then our wounds and in- and how they're related to the work that we're meant to do in the world. You know, I, I shared a little bit about my early wounds and then my life has come, has become about creating space for women to come and to connect and to be together and to thrive and to learn tools and leadership and all of these things. And so whenever I'm doing this purpose work um, with my students, you know, we're asking this question, where is it that I have been wounded and how can I transform that um, to, become, to allow that foundation um, to be, you know, how it is that I'm able to be of service to others. You know, how are my wounds related to my purpose? Um, and then that way we can start to kind of reframe our relationship with our wounds as almost seeing them as gifts, you know, for being the places in our lives that we're cultivating um, compassion, empathy, and, and really being able to understand the other human um, and their human experience, you know, comes through the gift of the depths that we um, are able to, to receive through our wounds. So again, so just to kind of make it simple, you know, how is it that my wounds um, have become gifts, right? I think is a really powerful question um, to sit with as we, as we start to do this inner work and also um, get more clarity around, you know, our purpose and how we're meant to show up in the world.
0: Mm, I love that. Adi, thank you so much for sharing your journal prompt and also sharing your wisdom here today.
1: Thank you, Heather. It's been a pleasure.
0: And I want everyone to make sure that you have your journals or if you're meditating and, Go ahead and, and focus on that journal prompt. Ready, begin. This concludes the Daily Vision Meditation. If you'd like some free journal prompts and guided meditations, go to heatherpicken.com. You can also go there and purchase a vision journal. If you're interested in learning about the Vision Method Intensive for business leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs, go to sessionwithheather.com. Until next time, live your vision.